individuated after some time you rebel because hmm. you say that okay i don't want to be somebody else i only want to be the best version of me me correct you know so that tension and push pull between the two polarities has existed this polarity didn't get voiced as much but mm-hmm. now i would say that this polarity of i It's want to be in. the best me mm-hmm. and i and you know that there are diversity So yeah, these sorts of ideas, which are standing in opposition to the single ideal of perfection. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Great Indian Brand Wagon. The selfie is my mirror that I look good in. In a recent study we did with young women, we dug deep to understand the angst and anxiety of looking good all the time. Finding a compromised, unprepared picture of oneself on a friend's social media wall has a huge effect on the self-esteem of young consumers. Selfies, on the other hand, are self-controlled and adjusted till we look our best. Much like the mirror, isn't it? We adjust our face, our body, our hair. and are bound to look our best in the mirror we are but a figment of our own imagination the adjusted filtered version of the real us who we want the world to see what is beauty then is it our perception of ourselves or our perception of the world's perception of ourselves welcome to the great indian brand wagon the podcast on brands branding culture and consumers I'm your host Ritu Modi Kamdar, founder and managing director of Jigsaw Brand Consultants, and today I'm touching upon a very interesting area of beauty, self-esteem, perfection, and the changing tides that we're seeing around us. We're entering into an all-inclusive world where you know me conversations are as important as we conversations, and there is this new generation of consumers who are driving this change. I'm so excited to invite Hamsini Shivkumar here today with me. Hamsini started her career as a researcher. She's been the planning head at JWT and has worked across brands, sectors and categories. Since 2008, she started Leapfrog Strategy Consulting. Hamsini specializes in semiotics and does a lot of interesting work on semiotics and has also set up the Semiofest. Thank you so much Hamsini for being on this show with me and I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and pick your brains on the emerging ideal of beauty that we're seeing around us. Fashion and beauty brands over the years have typically emphasized on perfection. The idea that women should conform to a certain idealized standard in order to be seen as attractive has been the prevalent trend despite controversy. 
you know despite that mainstream what interests me is that a growing number of brands are beginning to claim the idea of difference and imperfection also with a marketing narrative that is emphasizing on diversity a range of body shapes skin blemishes and nude or almost unseen makeup over the past decade or so if you notice there's a new narrative called aspirational realness which has begun to emerge a narrative that champions beautiful women with normalizing flaws as opposed to the flawless ideal what do you think of this amsini while world over i know that this trend is beginning to catch on what is your viewpoint in the indian market thanks ritu i am also very excited to be part of the podcast So uh, before I go into is it happening now in India as well I just want to make some broader observations which is that all societies actually maintain order by designing norms that people have to follow and in that beauty is one very key part because in order to maintain societal order we also have to in many ways control women right and the beauty of women is you know uh, something that is both admired and loved but also feared so therefore there are norms and standards of beauty that are always set in all societies mm-hmm. they usually set in reference to the ones who are exceptionally beautiful and handsome rather than the average correct so to speak so then uh, you know those who are closer to that norm are obviously the winners in society and they get extra privileges and you know and that is the luck factor of beauty and then obviously those who are farthest from that norm are considered ugly and ugliness is universally either ostracized or reviled or need some redeeming quality like inner beauty or goodness Correct. to bring them back into the acceptable fold mm-hmm. and the keepers of this beauty standards typically in india at least are your punjabi aunties you know camera <laughs> mummies as they are stereotype but there is a truth to the stereotype oh, yes, absolutely the people who come visiting into a family and make comments about the way the girls looks right from and moti ho gayi ho oh my god things like oh you're looking fat now you put yes. on weight moti ho gayi ho and all those kind of things exactly right? and you know when the girl is 6 or 7 and she's playing out in the sun too much then they'll tell the mother are ye bahut bahar ghoom rahi hai kali ho jayegi she's kali ho rahi hai you must keep her inside Use this cream, or her hair is too thin. Aren't you using this Ayurvedic oil? It is very good. Yes. Only she get the right kind of hair. So the point is, we are surrounded by such comments. Mm-hmm. Those do get internalized by people, by girls, and then by women. Yes. Uh, you know, as to how they look, how where they stand, etc., etc. So With true. regard to the in the general league table of good looks, where do I stand? So all women have this internalized understanding. and sometimes that understanding goes so deep that even if others tell you otherwise you will not believe them yes you know and there is an ad also very nice ad for one of the brands which taps into this where the husband is telling the wife the husband she is constantly asking him am moti dikh rahi hu kya moti and she says no no but then she refuses to believe <laughs> yes so there is one structure which comes from this the norm the other side of the normativeness comes from the celebrities and the models and the movie stars etc who then mm. sort of define the standards of what great beauty is and can be and also what you can achieve if you are that beautiful 
and uh, you know attractive correct correct but what happened is with this uh, you know this has been around for almost 20 30 years perhaps that adobe software hmm hmm really made women these even these stars into some kind of like impossibly perfect beauty because all their lines wrinkles all imperfections the are all digitally deleted to correct. make this perfectly symmetric face for example correct correct right? real faces can never be perfectly symmetric that is the left side and the right side are identical to each other they cannot right. be right but digitally it is corrected to create this perfect symmetry you know so now you have a situation where you are these stars who actually have no normal woman can ever look like that and even the star herself if she was photographed normally ियलनेस but what i want to point out is that even in india in the last 5 7 years this aspirational realness narrative is emerging mm-hmm. uh not from the well the only mainstream brand that is doing it is dove because it's part of a global yes, campaign it's a global campaign that's otherwise right. you don't find it among many mainstream brands but you find it among newer brands or like elite fashion brands so for Correct. example i did a study where i saw if you look at ritu kumar or anita dongre yes. or tarun telyani and look at their ads print ads in which they feature the models have all shifted from that very fair, fair sharp featured yes. you know um, north indian punjabi mm-hmm. ideal of beauty perhaps which is not the way most indian women look correct but from there to much more dusky more earthy earthy yes yeah yes. very different ideas and you know types of beauty correct then there's also a lot of discourse now around fat shaming and you know uh, that women should resist fat shaming and they should love their body just the way they are and you know wear whatever they want if they want to and don't be held back just because you don't have the ideal figure for a certain type of dress or whatever right. you want then even some of the young stars like deepika padukone or tapsi hmm. pannu or uh, you know they are also swara bhaskar they have also become uh, you know they are flag bearers of a different kind of slightly more i would say activist stars hmm. who hmm. want to use their celebrity status to, to spread become yeah. ambassadors of culture change correct and who are not afraid to speak up about societal issues right if you compare them with previous generation of stars even people like okay rani mukherjee karina kapoor and that era of stars they were not socially engaged the way here they are they considered mm-hmm. themselves a the previous era was you know we pristine are here beauty. to act yes and this was a pristine beauty of sorts right that yes. it's like almost an untouchable kind of a beauty yes exactly so all of these changes are happening even in our environment and then mm-hmm. i found also that you know different brands use like mintra has a show digital show called fashion superstar mm-hmm. in which they kind of feature these very different kinds of looks similarly k beauty 
from Katrina Kaif and there's another cosmetic brand called Blue Heaven and then there's some more ads I'll say mm-hmm. so between ads and branded content you do see find sufficient examples of discourse or communication narratives which are holding for this point of view so that's interesting amsri uh, because uh, so so it means that there are brands and uh, people who have started this this movement of sorts and they have embraced this whole alternative discourse that uh, needs to be had on beauty so globally while dove seems to have done it right from 2009 onwards uh, it is slowly and steadily catching on in india in fact i recently saw that dove has finally started the whole real beauty communication mm-hmm. in india which it took so long to really do you know while they Correct. did talk about real beauty but it wasn't to the effect of what the global campaigns were all about yes and you are absolutely right that yes there is uh, you know there's a more earthy more real more authentic kind of a beauty uh, that is now being seen in a lot of these fashion brands a lot of these um, you know high end elitist uh, niche brands mm. and yes you're right that even in film stars or uh, the kind of film stars who are now kind of gaining ground are the ones who are who are more real and more mm. authentic right mm. now this is an interesting uh, i would say a revolution of sorts which has kind of started do you really think that women in india uh, the generation next for example are they are they going to be conditioned in a slightly more different way because of this i mean do you see that happening see the the thing is beauty is always got these two push pulls right mm-hmm. there is one polarity or which is around the perfection and the impossible ideal and all of that yes. and then there is a reaction to that which is the authenticity real me because too much of perfection messaging says that you are not good enough and you have to copy somebody else and become like somebody else which Correct. then if you are quite individuated after some time you rebel because hmm. you say that okay i don't want to be somebody else i only want to be the best version of me me correct you know so that tension and push pull between the two polarities has existed this polarity didn't get voiced as much but mm-hmm. now i would say that this polarity of i It's want to be in. the best me mm-hmm. and i and you know that there are diversity so yeah, these yeah. sorts of ideas which are standing in opposition to the single ideal of perfection is coming there and i think it's coming up in younger generations because a they've grown up in nuclear families they have had a lot of attention given to them they are mm-hmm. much more individuated and confident also and confident then they're also exposed to digital culture then you know playing with themselves you yes. know taking different kinds of photos altering themselves having Correct. conversations about looks so in a sense they are much more experienced mm. with the many manifestations of beauty so that whole uh, the whole conditioning in the previous generation which happened through aunties and hmm. mummies uh, seems to have kind of evolved to an extent and in fact another thing that i'm also observing is that because of digitization because of social media you know a lot of this aspirational realness conversations are happening through instagram like Correct. i was checking out a couple of the influencers handles hmm. you know check the instagram handles of of any of these uh, beauty influencers hmm. and you will see them project a certain sense of normalcy 
Mm. You know, uh, it's mm. not it's not like an overt display of pristine beauty which is unreachable. A lot of these mm. influencers are kind of reachable. They are they are like me, you know, mm. and mm. that whole. uh uh divide that was there between a celebrity versus um you know a, a consumer seems to be getting uh, more and more kind of uh, less prominent um, and there is a lot of self identification that is happening and also i feel that there's a lot of closeness and intimacy being projected and an equivalence of sorts that you know when an when an influencer who's probably playing the same role as a celebrity does is kind of making the consumer feel or making the viewer feel that i am like you i am equal i am normal and there is a certain equivalence that's coming in what do you think of this new consumer trope you know specifically related to this whole influencer trend and where do you think brands can fit in today to you know a slightly more relevant dialogue of sorts so again like i am a firm believer from observation that you know new things are in india at least uh, which is the only place that i know so deeply you know the old comes back in a new form often right. through technology uh, so the old was that before social media you looked up to stars and admired them but they were very far away from you mm. and then in your own circle there was always a cousin an older cousin or in your class there were you know in school two level two classes above there was this girl who was very beautiful and who you kind of looked up to and admired and who was the one that who was much closer to you in terms of giving you beauty advice or looks advice or what to wear and mm-hmm. and who you emulated who right. you really copied right so well, the thing is we copy at both levels right we copy the big stars the extent that we can which mostly shows up in hairstyles actually correct uh because it's the easiest to copy i think um and then we copy those who are like us so i mm. think these influencers are basically trying to in the digital space are trying to occupy and come across like the you know the elder sister or Buddy the baby. ones who in real mm. life who you were very close to who you connected with who was one of you who you therefore felt that if she told you things you could trust her right right, right by you yeah. so the instinctive intuitive comfort which is a very key aspect of trust which you need to have if you're going to copy mm-hmm. more directly and learn from that sits with this and i think the influencers are all trying to kind of position themselves into that space hmm. saying okay let's leave the celeb space to the celebs because what is also happening is that the celebs have insta pages yes they are putting up pictures of themselves all the time both in their home and natural environments Correct. as well as whatever etc so Correct. you as a regular person have a direct in into the celebs world Life, yes. in a way that you never did ever did earlier and for example i was reading some articles in the west which is in the western context like kim kardashian and you know mm. she introduces some new fashion of you know how she's done some surgery something you know on her bums and has created this kind of look and mm. many people mm. after her now want to have that kind of thing and plastic surgeons business has gone up mm. so there is both and i think the influencers have figured that we can't compete with the the real celebs so let the celebs have their own connect with the audience and we'll have our own connect with the audience 
and celebs are somewhere trying to become like the influencers right i mean they seem to be coming into the world of the influencers also because yes. like you said right a lot of these celebs seem to be having uh, insta handles which are very very real and you know mm. trying to project them in a in an absolutely non celeb like kind of a space yeah yeah so that's interesting where do you think brands kind of fit in in this do you think brands are also being able to engage using this kind of a conversation see so actually this social media i think has created a bit of a conundrum for brands mm-hmm. because in the non social media era brands were actually a bridge or a mediator between the celeb and the fan mm. because otherwise you only saw your favorite star in a movie or Correct. in a serial and otherwise Correct. then some little bit of photography in a magazine or something there was a distance yeah they featured in ads hmm hmm you actually got to see them a lot more and relate to them in different ways correct using the same products that you're using yes right but now in a social media age actually the celebrities don't need brands to engage with their fan following they have direct connect with their fan following and hmm. they're engaging with them hmm. on an ongoing basis hmm hmm and the hmm. uh, consumers also in, in that sense don't need brands as a mediator to access the celebs yes so therefore you know if you look at brands just as named products then yes that part of it consumers are using their product so that mm. is the reason why i believe that this entire purpose marketing mm. having a point of view having something bigger to say mm. you know ad- addressing or attaching yourself to certain causes or ideas which are relevant to your tg your audience all of these things have gained a lot of momentum or one might say even they have become an imperative for brands right because how else do brands build their cultural symbolism correct because they can no longer live off the aura or glory of the celeb hmm you know yes yes absolutely absolutely no and that's absolutely right because the aura and the glory of celebs is is also short lived to an extent and i think a lot of consumers are also realizing it's it's shallow right it's only yeah, skin yeah. deep that whole yeah, skin yeah. deepness of the celebs uh, life is something mm-hmm. that a lot of consumers are also realizing which is why this cultural symbolism piece is becoming all the more prominent today yeah yeah you know so do you have way, anything to say is there anything yeah. that you want that you that you have to say which is of meaning and mm. something that's authentic i think those are the conversations that brands need to start having beyond the celeb aura yes so that's the thing so brands are both so since they have two functions one function is that you make good products and put your name on the product mm-hmm. and i want to buy and consume and use your products but then they are more than just named products in which right. case then they become cultural symbols but in order to become a cultural symbol you need to have a point of view you need to have a sense of purpose you need to have conversations with me as an audience not necessarily right. as a buyer of your product Mm-hmm. but as yeah. an audience as a right. member of society as a member of culture as an audience you need to engage with me have conversations with me have a point of view and also brands becoming agents of change right i mean yes. that's another part of it that's another discussion that i pretty much have with almost everybody whom i speak to on this mm-hmm. is that the role of the brand in bringing about cultural change mm-hmm. i think there also the brand has an equivalent role 
beyond just selling the product to becoming yes. an agent of change which i think you pointed out in your earlier piece also where a lot of brands are beginning to do that yes you know which is yeah. which is this whole aspect of purpose uh, mm-hmm. marketing or purpose branding so very interesting yeah. very interesting yes so in this context of this changing narrative you know while beauty products are about transformation they don't promise to transform at the cost of losing one's individual identity so i wanted to touch a little bit about on this whole aspect of identity so i want to know a little more about the concept of beauty self identity and self worth from the work that you probably have done around this space because i believe you have you know especially from semiotic work and a lot of gender related work uh, if there's something interesting that you could share share with us you know is there is this a very niche conversation in india or are we seeing some real change happening around this whole concept of beauty self identity and self worth you mentioned that dove seems to have done some interesting work but in india you know is this whole thing changing and are there more brands talking about this so the thing is uh, when you say beauty and it's linked to self identity and self worth it goes to these two questions right so beauty and good looks are seen through whose eyes mm-hmm. which is if i am not validated and there is no social esteem for my looks mm. then do, am i really good looking mm. you know so validation and social validation is very central to my own sense of my good looks and am i good looking or not and then the other part which is the beauty for what which is the tangible social or personal gains from good looks right so then i'm you know can you be an achiever or can you get more done or whatever because you're good looking versus right. less good looking now the thing is our culture is very relational right our cultural dna is based on relationships mm. that being the case beauty for self esteem which is not social esteem that is i look good in my own eyes, own eyes. Huh, and huh. that is good enough for me and i don't give you know at all i don't even think about don't care about how others see me and mm-hmm. whether they validate my good looks or not mm-hmm. so i think it's just too far away from where we are yeah, as correct correct for correct. us social esteem is central what other people say about us and how they validate our looks is absolutely central and that is why you've had you know hundreds and thousands of ads for beauty products will always have somebody who's admiring this girl who's used your product right mm. who says okay that admiration can be from a from a child can be from a stranger can be from another woman can be from some unknown man can be from your husband can be even from your mother in law now who does the admiration and in what context is there you know detail of the story and that is anchored and you know fits on who's your tg and correct. what you do they come from correct correct talk to a young girl in you know uh, 20 year old and from metro cities then you won't show you know mother in law validation or you know husband validation you will have some other you know maybe it'll be all the selfie lights etc etc correct but if it's a ad for a brand that sells in mass you know smaller towns bordering rural whatever then it will be husband or bhabhi or mother in law or elderly aunties or whoever but the point mm-hmm. is you without social validation beauty is irrelevant mm-hmm. i used to when i worked on lux and some other brands i used to tell the team i mean nobody gets dressed 
you know and looks beautiful and then says okay i'm going to sit alone at home in a dark room <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and if somebody actually did it people would be very concerned about that person's mental health right right you know? right in fact in many ways this pandemic has also shown right like the sheer drop in sales of formal wear men's and even women's uh, you know formal wear you know makeup a lot mm-hmm. of all these categories their sales dropped steeply because when people are doing work from home and they are not in an office and most of the time the calls are non video calls right you don't need yes, to i just want to and in fact the most ordered items were you know like sports wear athleisure athleisure yeah, became a big category yes nobody's looking at me so so i'm not looking for social validation for my looks right but the moment i am and social validation is absolutely necessary for self esteem uh and i don't think the two sort of can be separated at all in this i'm coming back to the point i made about younger generation nuclear individuated my personality matters hmm it's my best self validated by others to the world and i define what my best self is i think that's what's changing in the conversation right yeah 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 no so it's not about the world defining what that uh, ideal self is it is about mm-hmm. me defining what that ideal self is i think we're getting mm-hmm. to that point now yeah right so so yes. not probably uh, you know taking on an ideal which is which is defined by a celebrity or by a model mm-hmm. uh, but somewhere that you know that whole ideal is kind of moving to something slightly more authentic slightly more flawed and slightly more imperfect to that extent and maybe that's that whole cultural revolution that seems to be happening i mean i'm i'm hoping it's happening i don't know uh, how yeah. much it is but uh, i do see some movement in that space and when you know when we do work with women um, across a lot of different segments and specifically in the beauty space mm. um, i do kind of get the feeling that while we are moving in that direction we are not completely there yet because like you very rightly said social identity and social acceptance and social validation are really really critical for women in india you know and while athleisure may have been a great category that may have grown at that point of time but the minute you are kind of back i'm sure all the other categories had dropped are going to see a comeback because you know you want to you want your face to be seen by the world and you want that acceptance and that validation i mean that was one emotional space that was completely missing in the consumer's life which he wants to fill back up right yes so i'm i'm wondering how much of that change are we really going to be able to see as a nation as a country uh, or for that matter it's not just about india right i mean it's across the world so let me just say that perhaps what has shifted and that that much shift may well have happened mm-hmm. or is in the process of happening is that women may now have a sense and a confidence that they can negotiate with the norm ah correct earlier yes. the norm was fixed you only had to conform to it work hard to conform to it and if for some reason you couldn't conform then you if you almost had to become an extreme rebel hmm you know if for some reason you didn't at all uh and so you didn't really have the sense or confidence that you can actually negotiate with the norm yeah that's a very interesting point so this whole negotiation bit has come in now yes so i think now there is a sense that if i 
don't come if i am not part of the norm i e my body type for example is not slim i'm born mm. plump or in my growing mm. up years i ate the wrong things and now i am left with a certain body weight that makes me a certain way right um, i'm just taking body weight as yeah, one correct example. correct it could be skin or it could be features now i don't at all fit into that normative bracket within that range and i mm. know it Hmm. but instead of feeling constantly insecure apologetic trying to overcompensate etc etc i don't need to do any of that i can negotiate with the norm hmm hmm and there is space for me to negotiate with that norm right that right much shift i think has at least begun to start as a conversation correct correct so the body beautiful or you know no body shaming and those kind of conversation seem to have started off now yeah or even dusky beauty dusky beauty yes yes body positivism as a movement has definitely started off and you're absolutely right that people are more and more okay and the minute you see that kind of socially being put out you as a consumer also are are okay with your with your flaws and you know mm-hmm. you're okay with uh, this thing the very interesting point you just made about how we've started negotiating with it rather than rebelling it you know so the rebel is a space in itself which is probably breaking out and doing something entirely different right whereas yeah, your most people are not rebellious no they wouldn't be i mean that be a very small niche who would be rebellious and mm-hmm. that is a completely different um, you know it's a, it's a very very small market for that matter yeah, right yeah. and a lot of celebs also there are these rebel celebs also for that matter who activist celebs also who are mm. there but today a lot of the mainstreams mm. is is more about negotiating is more about um, you know kind of finding that middle ground and saying mm. that you know this is okay um, and this is now becoming okay for me mm. to do yes yes you know so uh, yeah. it's a very very interesting point so going back to uh, you know talking about the selfie culture i really wanted to bring the conversation into selfies because i see them all around me and there is a certain look that is projected through the selfie uh, mm-hmm. which i'm very very interested in because i think it has a lot of cultural relevance to brands you know like mm-hmm. i feel that brands need to be looking at at selfies and looking at how women want to project up for that matter men also ha- want to project mm-hmm. themselves through the selfie You know a study had shown that 4 out of the 10 most selfiest cities in the world are in Asia and I don't think that's a surprise really. Mm-hmm. This culture has become so dominant in India that the mm-hmm. beauty industry itself has extended beyond beauty products to technology companies mm-hmm. like Samsung and all who have introduced filters and apps that help beautify one's own selfie. right mm-hmm. or even for that matter what we see in zoom right there are filters mm-hmm. on zoom where you can actually make your face look softer and you know you can uh, remove the blemishes and all of that so mm-hmm. beauty is in fact now entered into the whole technology space as well selfie mm-hmm. culture and the beauty industry are both rooted in a desire to look good right as the most mm-hmm. socially significant and foremost means of self presentation today mm-hmm. selfies reflect this deeper desire for interpersonal connection individual visibility and greater control of self image what do you think about this amsani so yes all of which you're saying about selfies is 100% true i think in india in fact uh, you know i w- i watched some of these youtube videos where there was this young italian girl who's married an indian chap and she's made these very funny videos about 
if you had a European boyfriend and if you have an Indian boyfriend. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, all of it is centered around the European boyfriend. If you are in the garden, will hold your hand and you'll gently stroll and talk to each other. The Indian boyfriend will say, "Come, selfie, lete hai." We only taking pictures of yourself in this beautiful garden and uh-huh. having it out there. Uh-huh. You can flip the reverse and say, if "That's true for men. It's as much, and if not more, true for women." So yes, this desire to. uh you know to to sort of present yourself in a, in a social space and be seen and be visible and all that again because we are such a relational culture right so i am who i am only when it's reflected through the eyes of others and i'm seeking validation so that is a very central part cultural dna in us so that's why i'm not surprised that we have sort of taken to it like fish to water hmm and the ability to experiment with these filters and looks and all that in a way have given ordinary people the power which earlier only celebrities Let's had right because right. celebrities had this whole team of people the, the professional fashion photographer you know you were shot by that photographer and then that photographer would do all that Whatever hard work of you know doing all of that now everything that only celebrities had has now got democratized and every girl and boy have access to it now correct so that in many ways is very empowering as well you see because you can now try out for yourself how you might look looking like this looking like that hmm hmm the only area where i and this is just my personal view i have some worry actually are about this you know digital and the selfie culture and so much photography and all of that is that it basically fragments the self right so there's your real mm. self which is correct the way i call it is how you look when you wake up in the morning from sleep correct that is your real face and then there is a created face that we all do in the real world when we go out in the morning you know you're going out to work going elsewhere etc you you create a face correct and it varies depending on if i'm going for a shaadi or i'm going somewhere else right correct. or i'm going to a party and then now you have a third self which is this digital self hmm. which you can then manipulate in so many different ways and then you're looking for validation and you're it's a very performative space right 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 so i am performing for an audience and i am also trying to include the audience so in this fragmentation of self basically which you have to manage i think when you're an adult you might be able to move between these three compartments if you don't get validation the way you expected to you can live with it it doesn't crush your self esteem you know mm. but in for when you're young when you're 8 when you're 10 when you're 12 when you're 14 when your own idea of yourself and your self confidence is building you know this can be very debilitating i'm not saying it's true for everyone but it can certainly lead to different kinds of mental health issues from depression to eating disorders for those who are not able to cope with it mm-hmm. and mind you social media feedback is quite relentless see if you go to an office in the morning and you see your colleagues around you it's a momentary thing right then the right. rest of the day you are busy with your work they are busy with their work you are not 
constantly assessing each other's looks and you're not getting comments and validation or otherwise on, a, yeah. on your looks Hmm, hmm. Whereas with the social media, it's like a twenty-four by seven. It can become twenty-four by seven obsession, right? Correct. I correct. put out a picture, no response came, or I thought thousand people will say, but only hundred people said, or eight people said. Then hmm. I think, oh, maybe I didn't do the picture right. Let me change it. So right. I change it, and then I'm waiting. So you know, this these sort of distortions are possible. Hmm. because of this and maybe you got a thousand likes for your picture but then ping your classmate or somebody else popped up and then they got 10000 likes right. so your thousand against the 10000 you are crushed correct correct so this is the area where i genuinely have concern about what will it do to the self esteem of the new generations and their self formation hmm. because your hmm. self formation is fragmented and it is subject to in in its Uh, developmental stages it is subject to certain kind of pressures hmm. which we all were not subject to at all so then how do you form a healthy sense of self we were subject to the mommy auntie pressure whereas this is a different pressure that seems to have come in right yes yes maybe there is both because in the yes. real world you still are subject still to have the mommy auntie <laughs> and then the digital world you are subject to another kind of pressure so correct some people some young women and even boys may just not be able to cope so i think personally or maybe this is my wish that brands this is an area where brands can actually promote you know Step like responsible yeah. drinking campaigns of alcohol like that beauty brands can promote culture of what is responsible selfie behavior oh that's so interesting wow i wish something like that really would happen right That's yeah, a super so I, my my prediction is that in the next decade we are going to see some of these things coming up. I don't know which year and when and which brand will do it and how it will happen. We just we brands need to step up and do something about this because there is a you know from this whole realness uh, conversation that seems to also be happening parallelly. There is also this distorted. um mm. self conversation that also seems to be happening at the same time mm. and you know we're probably heading towards disaster in this space uh, for a lot of the consumers who seem to be in this 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 social uh, validation through the selfie which is and you're absolutely right amsini because a selfie is is a is a figment of the imagination it is almost like you're making it up right you're not mm. that's not you it is you're making mm. it up because you're pouting in a particular mm. manner you you put the right filters you put the right mm. pose now you're not like that at all points of time so you're putting out what you want the world to see about yourself you know? so it's almost so the it's selfie is a mirror right It's absolutely huh. performative. Yes, it's like a mirror, and in the mirror also you are there for that minute, and then you kind of go away. But then in the selfie, it's not just you and the mirror. It's it's the world, and you know that's the, the entire world is looking at you. So very very interesting. I've had a great time on this, Amsini. I'm Thank really so thankful much. to you to spend yes. your Saturday morning on this. Uh, thanks a ton for this. Well, I'm blown away with all the insights that Amsini has put forth today. What an interesting time we're living in, where we're witnessing the slow but steady evolution of femininity and, in turn, beauty as well. While a lot of these conversations are still niche, there is immense potential to make them mainstream and change the conversations around beauty and self-esteem over a period of time. Today, consumers are listening more than they ever were. 
boundaries are blurring and acceptance of the alternative is becoming a norm across industries this is the time where brands need to have a role to play in this change and they need to become the carriers of this cultural evolution if you like what we've discussed and you'd want to talk more you can reach me on rutuadjixofbrands.com i'll be back with a fresh new episode next week on more of such interesting cultural and social conversations that are shaping the world of branding and marketing today for feedback please reach out to us on at @htsmartcast on fb twitter and instagram and to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.htsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariye se This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.